Welcome to the Bedford Alliance Church Bible Reading Plan Podcast. I'm Luke Cugino, your discipleship pastor and host. This podcast follows along with our church-wide reading plan, which walks you through the entire New Testament and gives you an overview of the Old Testament. Join us as we dive into God's life-changing Word together. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. We are working our way through the Gospel of Matthew, which is the last book in our New Testament reading plan. And this week we are reading chapters 9 through 13. And we introduced the Gospel of Matthew last week, so I encourage you to go back and listen to that if you've not already done so. And remember, just a quick recap, Matthew is a Jewish man. He's a tax collector, and he's writing to primarily a Jewish audience. He's trying to show them that Jesus is the Messiah foretold by the Old Testament. So he's writing primarily to a Jewish audience, but really what he's doing is he's equipping his Jewish audience to go out and make disciples of all nations, including Gentiles. So really his message applies to all believers. And there are five major discourses or sections of teaching in Matthew's gospel. It actually contains more of Jesus' teachings than any other gospel because he's focused on equipping his audience. So again, this is a great book for discipleship. And the first discourse, which we talked about last week, is the Sermon on the Mount. Now the second discourse, the second big block of teaching, Jesus sends out his 12 disciples. He commissions them, basically. So at the end of chapter 9, Jesus says, and this is probably a familiar passage to some of you, it's often quoted when talking about missions. Jesus says at the end of chapter 9, The harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. So that's how chapter 9 ends. And then starting in chapter 10, in light of that, Jesus gives his disciples a charge and he sends them out to heal the sick, to proclaim the good news of the kingdom. Now, Jesus says some pretty difficult things in this commission that he gives to his disciples. He says he's sending them out like sheep among wolves. And he says that his disciples will be handed over to local courts and they will be flogged in the synagogues. So basically, they're going to face intense persecution. He also says... The one who loves a father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. The one who loves a son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever doesn't take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Anyone who finds his life will lose it, and anyone who loses his life because of me will find it. So here's the point with all of this. Jesus demands ultimate allegiance. He must come before any other human relationship, and we must be willing to follow him no matter the cost, even if it means persecution or even losing our lives. We must be willing to take up our crosses and follow him. It feels like in many ways we have cheapened what it means to follow Christ, especially in the American church. The American church has created a culture of pray this prayer, sign this card, 
and you're saved. You're good. Now, we would never say it this way, but it's almost like we're saying, pray this magical prayer, and then it doesn't matter how you live your life, you're still saved. You're good. And I'm not trying to make anyone doubt their salvation in any way. That's not my point here. But biblically, following Jesus means so much more than just praying one prayer. Jesus wants complete surrender. So I think something that needs to be said today is that the cost of following Jesus is high. It's costly. And can I say something here? I'm not trying to offend anyone again, but I say this to myself as well. But I think a lot of us today as Christians are wimpy. We're wimpy. As soon as we face any sort of resistance, we give up. Or maybe we don't even take any action whatsoever. We think to ourselves, I can't do that. I can't share my faith. I don't know enough. I can't invest in somebody else. I don't have time. But Jesus demands, as we see here in Matthew 10, Jesus demands that he come first. The cost of following Jesus is high. Nobody said this was going to be easy. We need to stop acting like it will be. We have to be willing to make sacrifices and keep moving forward even when it's costly. Even when it means we get embarrassed or even that we fail. The cost of following Jesus is high. Now, I want to tie in another passage here from later in our reading. It's in Matthew chapter 13. This is part of the third big block of teaching, the third discourse in the Gospel of Matthew. And in this block of teaching, Jesus tells parables about the kingdom of God. Now, there's a series of parables here. We're not going to go through all of them. But I want to focus on a short parable that I think is easy to overlook. It's in chapter 13, verse 44. It's just one verse. It says, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure. Buried in a field that a man found and reburied. Then in his joy, he goes and sells everything he has and buys that field. Now, let's think through this. Put yourself in this parable. Let's say that you're walking through a farm field in Ida. Okay, I'm from Ida. That's why that came to mind. And let's say you stumble upon a buried fortune. You see, in, in Jesus's day, it was common for treasure to be hidden in a field because they didn't have a formal banking system. So let's say that you happen to stumble upon a buried treasure and it's worth millions, maybe even billions. And then you go and you sell everything that you own. You sell your house, your car, and you buy this piece of property. And your family and friends think you're absolutely crazy. They say, what are you doing? Are you crazy? But you just smile and you say, eh, I have a hunch. And in the end, guess what? You don't really sacrifice at all. You gain. You gain in the end. So let's bring this back here. The point is this. Yes, following Jesus is costly. It might cost you everything. You might have to give up everything. You might have to give up your life. And guess what? From other people's perspective, they're going to think that you're crazy because from their view, what you're doing doesn't make any sense. But in the end, in light of eternity, we get a treasure that's worth far more than anything that you could ever give up. We get Jesus Christ. We get eternal life with Jesus on a new earth, a place with no more pain or suffering or 
death. See, we should be willing to take bold leaps of faith, knowing that anything we sacrifice in this life pales in comparison to the rewards that are coming. So this week, I want you to think about something. I want you to think, what is one thing that God is calling you to do that you've been holding off on, that you've been putting off? Maybe God is calling you to share your faith with someone or maybe talk to a difficult neighbor or coworker, or maybe he's calling you to take time to invest in somebody or to serve in the church in some capacity. I want you to think about that. I want you to pray through that. And I want you to consider taking a faith-filled risk. Understand that, yes, following Jesus is costly. And it can be uncomfortable. But the cost of not following him is much, much higher. And the reward that is coming far outweighs anything we can sacrifice. In the words of Jim Elliott, who was a young man who gave his life to spreading the gospel through missionary work, he wrote, He is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. He is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Let's live for eternal treasure. Let's not be Christians who sit around and make excuses. Let's count the cost of following Jesus and realize that he's more than worth it. He's more than worth anything we could ever give up because in the end, we don't really sacrifice anything we gain. So let's take faith-filled risks. Let's give up everything that we have to buy that proverbial field, knowing that in the end, we get the real treasure. And let's do it all for his glory.